Tacomas. Tacomas is all things tech. Culture and technology coming together. Life hacks. The practicality right now in the inefficiency of the internet of buying and selling stuff is extraordinary. Entrepreneurship advice. I think the first thing is you got to understand your business inside out. Love and tech. We've almost reduced dating to kind of this very momentary snap of a person. It's going to be a fire show. I have yet to see something these days that's truly differentiated. New advice and new inspiration every show. It really is about the next generation of creators going faster, further than we did. And now, Sequoia Blodgett. Now let's start stacking them commas. You asked for it and you got it. I took some calls and gave a few tech founders feedback on their businesses. Tap in. Entrepreneurship advice. <laughs> Learn from the hottest and most successful investors, founders, and innovators in the game. Determine your greatness. It's time to get your knowledge up. Okay, okay, for sure, for sure. Caller, you're on the line. Tell me a little bit about your business and what's going on. Hello, uh, my name is Karen. Uh, I am one of the owners uh, for Kava Boutique. I just started in March of this year. And I'm having somewhat good engagement with uh, traffic coming to the site. Um, but when you get to that conversion and convincing them to purchase the product, um, that's kind of where I'm lagging. So was trying to see um, if you can kind of give me some advice on what is your first impression. Because, of course, I'm not a fashion blogger. I'm not an influencer. Uh, and I just started. Okay, so many levels and things that we're going to strip away. Um, but before we do that, tell me a little bit about how long you've been driving traffic to your platform. I started in um, at the beginning of March. So I, uh, the site went live on February 28th, and I've been trying to drive traffic to the site via Instagram, uh, whether it's a promoted post or whether it's a Facebook uh, full advertisement. Okay. That's what I've been doing since March of this year. Okay, so you've done well for, since March. If you're getting traffic, that's awesome. You said you've been using paid ads. Tell me about what that process has been like for you. So for the paid ads that I've done thus far, um, have basically been a carousel to a certain audience. I created um, an avatar on who is my ideal client. So I created that and that's kind of what I've used uh, for Facebook to identify the audience. And I've been serving them uh, a carousel ad to get them to come to the site. And I get good traffic uh, on average. Uh, and I guess it's my definition of, of good traffic. So on average month, I get maybe about 3,500 um, unique visitors to that's the website. Great. And you're not, how, what kind of conversions are you seeing from that? I'm seeing less than 2%. Um, you know, some months are better than others. For the last couple of months, it's just been really, really slow. Uh, but prior to that, I would say my conversion may have been 1.8%, if that. How many sales is that for you for the month? Uh, that's probably about uh, six to seven sales per month. And which, what's, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's just not my uh, my target. My target, of course, is very aggressive, and it's to make um, 171 um, sales. My average order value is about $55, so um, I'm a long way off. What's your cost per click, or what? how much is it costing you to acquire your customer? So I did a lead ad, and that was costly. Uh, 
uh, to a cold audience. So that was like two dollars and eleven cents. Okay. Um, but on average, it's probably like one hundred and one uh, when I do a conversion. So, so it's two dollars and eleven cents for them to go to the site, or is it two dollars and eleven cents for them to convert for you? Uh, $2.11 for them to put in their email address for me to um, send them more information about the uh, site and uh, 101 for me to do a conversion for them to actually come to the site, not to purchase, but just for them to come to the site. Okay. Are you saying 101? 1.01, yes. Okay. So $1.01. Yes. Okay. So you're getting a lead for, basically you're capturing a lead for $2. And are you retargeting the leads that you're capturing currently? Yes, I am. I'm, tar- I'm retargeting them. Uh, so they're probably getting served two ads, and I'm still logged into this Facebook thing. So if you came to the site and you clicked the link, clicked on an outfit, then it's going to serve you a dynamic ad. However, right. I'm doing um, another campaign where, okay, so you just signed up. I'm trying to get to uh, know them, well, introduce myself to kind of build trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I'll start sending them um, just random ads okay. about new arrivals, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, so a couple things. First of all, you're doing great in terms of understanding just the the basic structure of the business. So how do you actually market to them? And you're getting in front of the customer. So that's great. For that type of conversion, you have a price point of $55. So I imagine if you're capturing that lead, that's $2. And then what's that cost uh, for actually converting them to a sale? Do you know that? I don't know that. Okay. So that's kind of the margin that you got to figure out because then you could kind of look to see if you need to ramp up your ads. You're doing dynamic targeting, which is really good because you know very specifically what your customer is looking for because they've landed on that page. So for our audience who's out there listening, basically Facebook has a, a way that actually captures your data it's through pixels so they capture your data and when you go back to a page and you know you when you're scrolling through your feed you see that that item again it's because they've already seen that you've been to that page right so you're doing a great job of actually retargeting and so when they're getting back on the page for whatever reason they're not buying now if you're getting 3200 people a month that is a good uh, a good customer segment right that's a good size mm-hmm. so we right. got to figure out why are they not converting for you for the people who are buying do you have reviews on your pages what do you have that's giving them that incentive to buy yeah i have reviews uh but it's not like it's a ton of reviews um, and unfortunately, some of the reviews, the majority of the reviews are on items that uh, are sold out. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that could be a problem. Are they excited yeah. about these items that are sold out? Is that where you, what's been the biggest selling point for you? Is What item is that? And is it in stock? Uh, yeah, it's out of stock. Whatever the biggest, the, uh, like, there are sometimes that I will post something and I'll sell out. There are sometimes I'll send an email and I'll immediately sell out. Um, but it's there are some items that I maybe still have a couple of items and they're still on there. I don't have very few reviews for them. 
Okay, well, we figured out the problem. You okay. basically, <laughs> the items that people want, you don't have. So those are the sales that you're missing, right? So you've got mm-hmm. to figure out how to amp up those that inventory. How do you get more of those? Because that's what the people want. If they're not excited about these other items that are on your platform, if they're not buying, if they're not purchasing, you don't have a lot of reviews. So they're probably not even incentivized to do that because most people purchase, like you said earlier, from the no like trust factor. So when they see somebody else that has already rated it, then they're like, oh, okay, I'm getting excited. Like think about when you go to Amazon, you, you read the reviews first, right? And so right. that's essentially what's happening with you is you're getting your traffic and you're retargeting, but your segment that you're retargeting is really small. So you're probably not getting a whole lot of traffic. And the kicker is with the traffic that you are driving back in terms of your retargeting you don't have the item that they want. So they're like, hey, well, um, <laughs> I'm going to move on with myself, you know? So yeah. that's the issue. So what's been the inventory um, disconnect? Like, why don't you have more of that? Well, by the time I post it and people buy and I go back to repurchase, it's gone. The item is no longer available from where oh. the wholesaler. Are you wholesaler. drop shipping? No. Okay. Are you creating this item or are you getting your product? I'm getting my product. Okay. Where are you getting it? It's on. It's an online portal that they have uh, where you can just go on and shop. Uh, but you have to be certified to get on there, have meet certain requirements, et cetera, to uh, buy from these wholesalers. Okay. So it is drop shipping. So essentially you're buying the product after somebody purchases it, drop ships it. They sh- do they ship it or you ship it? I ship it. Oh, okay. Because I thought my definition of drop ship it is, the wholesaler ships it directly to my customer. They do. So I, do you, you ship okay. it yourself? I ship it myself, yes. Okay, so they essentially send it to you and then mm-hmm. you ship it, correct? Correct. So by correct. the time that cycle happens, you're saying that just, they're just out of inventory. Exactly. I see. Okay. Hmm. So are they the only manufacturers of the item that you have? So, yeah, it really is. I haven't... Uh, I guess the good thing about it is it's, it's one wholesaler uh, with one item, mm-hmm. um, but I guess many boutiques purchasing. Mm, what are you selling? Uh, dresses, jumpsuits, uh, staple items for kind of women um, over 40. You know, you're not um, set up to wear the Fashion Nova type of clothes and mm-hmm. you're not really ready. You're kind of fighting uh, buying that Ann Taylor Loft outfit. Okay. Um, so that's uh, kind of the clothing that I'm. So selling. you're like in that mid middle age woman, sophisticated, want something fly yep. still type of situation. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So, all right. Well, we got to figure out one, either how to ramp up your inventory, because if you don't have it, you can't sell it. So that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Or we have to figure out at least two or three other items that people get really excited about. So you're just going to have to either go back and look at your data and maybe it's the first three items that are on the top of your list or maybe your first two um, and just kind of see where where those numbers are falling because – Ultimately, you have the traffic, so that's not the issue. You're running the ads, so you're very clear about that. You have dynamic ads, which means they're getting right back in front of the customer very quickly. So if I'm a customer, I'm saying, oh, I just looked at this. Cool. Let me look at it again because maybe, I don't know, in your ads, are you offering any type of discount when they come back? I didn't. You didn't. I wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So that's an incentive, right? So there's basically very 
key triggers for customer for your customer journey. So one of those mm-hmm. triggers in e-commerce is offering any type of discount. So maybe it's like I looked at the app the first time and I'm like, hey, you know, this is cute, but like I ain't spending $89 on it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then okay. I come back and I'm like doing my thing on Facebook and I'm scrolling or whatever. And then I see it again. I'm like, oh, oh, if I click right now, I get $20 off. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me go ahead and, and go ahead and make that purchase happen or at least do an add to cart and then you retarget them again from that. Right. So that's okay. definitely an incentive that you can offer. Um, in addition to that, do you have any setup like Afterpay or um, I forgot what the other the other one is called? But basically, Bezel or something. Uh-huh, it ba- it breaks up all the payments for them. Do you have anything like that on the platform? Yep, I have Afterpay on the platform. Perfect. So if you have anything like that, that's also something that incentivizes them to want to purchase now. Um, so that doesn't seem like it's an issue for you if you already got that set up. So what I'm seeing your bottleneck is. Basically, you don't have enough inventory to supply your customer. So that's an issue you're going to have to figure out. And then on the flip side, incentivizing them with your retargeting. So when they come back and they see, you know, figure out your margins because you got to figure out how much it costs to actually acquire that customer. And if you have enough margin, you know, make sure you discount that. Right. So give them Mm -hmm. a a quick incentive to want to purchase because, you know, People are seeing tons of e-commerce ads, right? So you got to think you're in this mix of, of of this consistent feed and you're disrupting their, their flow, right? So they want to know mm-hmm. right away that if this is interesting to me, I saw this before, am I going to be able to purchase this at a discount, right? And if I am, then I'm, I'm a little bit more excited than I was maybe 30 minutes ago <laughs> when I landed okay. on your page, okay. right? So that's the biggest thing that I see from what you're explaining to me because, like I said earlier, your traffic's not an issue. So that's you don't have that. If you're getting 3,200 people to at least land on that site, then I don't mm-hmm. see why you would have, you know, not the conversions that you're looking to get. So I would say definitely implement those two things. Figure out how you can get more inventory. And then on the flip side, making sure that you're offering a discount for the inventory that you have that people are super excited about. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. All right. Take care. You too. So guys, see, there's sometimes there's just little tweaks that you need to make. If your business isn't moving the way that it's supposed to move, there's, you know, you're involved, right? You're in the thick of it. So you can't see the little adjustments that need to happen and you overlook them. And for her, I can imagine if she makes those small adjustments, she will be able to convert the customers that she's looking to convert even quicker than she is. So we're going to take another caller. Caller, you're on the line. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Kareem Mathis. I'm calling from Trenton, New Jersey, and I'm calling on behalf of Slap Mobile. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about your business and what you're struggling with. Okay, well, Slap Mobile, we're a mobile application that allows users to write letters and send photos to any state, county, or federal institution in the country. One of my struggles is, Currently, we have a lot of users just downloading the app, but they're not converting into paid users. Okay. So what have you done so far to kind of help that traction convert for you? We've did a few promo ads. Um, We've created our social media, and we've just been posting, posting, posting. Okay. Are you familiar with FlickShop? Yes, I am. 
Okay, so they're a direct competitor for you guys. So have you looked into how they've gone about their process of kind of converting their users? No, I haven't looked into how they've converted their users, but um, I've met the owner of FlickShop. Okay, so you and Marcus have connected. Yes. Okay, perfect. So I would do some research. I would look into the backgrounds of other competitors to see how they're going about converting. So traditionally, the way that it works, if you're just posting and people are, are people clicking on your website? Like, are you seeing conversions from the actual post to the website or you're not seeing conversions at all? Not from the website. I'm seeing the conversions from, I think they're coming from the social media impact. Like people are seeing like the Instagram post or the Facebook post. Okay. Or the Facebook ads that I may run. Okay. So people see your ad, they land on your website, then what happens? Do you get an influx and then you just get no conversions from that influx? Are they not landing on your website? What what exactly is happening for you? Yes, they are landed on the website, but there's no conversion. There's no like the influxes with the downloads. So they see the app, they see that it's free, they see something interesting, they download it. But when it goes to subscribe, purchase a subscription to use the service, it doesn't it doesn't go any further. What's your price point? Well, we do thirty days for unlimited photos and pictures for twenty four ninety ninety nine. And so, am I getting a trial into that, or am I just downloading the app and then I'm forced to purchase immediately? No, um, unfortunately, no trial. It's just you purchase immediately and then the subscription starts. Okay. So that's, I would say, one of the bottlenecks for you is a lot of people, when they're going through the process of your customer journey, they actually want to have some type of incentive. And we talked about this with an earlier caller is when I'm going to purchase something, you got to think about like when you're going to purchase something, are you more inapt to purchase if they're like, okay, download the app and then, you know, you can pay for the app once it's downloaded or are you more an app to purchase if you if they're like, hey, there's a seven-day free trial, and then after that, then you you can purchase um, after the trial period? What does what your customer journey traditionally look like for yourself? Just to purchase, like, you get something free first, and then if you like it, you can continue on with the purchase. If not... You can just walk away. Right, 100%. So I think that's something that you should consider for your own products, right? Because, I mean, that's like a a very well-known marketing uh, strategy where they'll give you a seven-day free trial period, 30-day free trial period, whatever. You'll forget about it because you've signed up and you've gone about your life and all of a sudden you have a charge, right? Or you've tried the product and you're like, all right, great, I really like what this product is doing and I'm willing to continue the purchasing of the products, right? So you got to think about those little teeny marketing strategies that'll kind of convert you a little bit quicker versus kind of trying to capture them right away because there's no no like and trust factor established. So when they're coming to you, they're seeing this app and they're like, oh, I'm interested. And then ultimately they'll download the app and then they're like, well, wait, why do I have to purchase? just right away, right? So you'll see that with a lot of applications is even if you don't offer the free trial, maybe there are certain feature sets that you give them for free. And if they want more feature sets, then they can do an upgrade. So that's another strategy. So think about really detailed marketing strategies when you're going through your process. How do you actually capture your lead so that they stay, you know, a customer with your service? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, caller. I appreciate you calling in. 
Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. So going back to capturing and converting your leads, when you're going through that process, you always have to consider your no like, and trust factor, right? When a customer purchases from you, likely they've interacted with your product a couple of times. This could be the first, the second, maybe the third time that they've actually seen your products before they actually decide to make a purchase. So you got to incentivize them. You got to give them a reason to want to make that purchase. And as soon as you have that incentive, then they're more likely to go ahead and purchase from you So the likelihood of them actually sticking around and converting with you versus your competition is slim because you haven't established that credibility with them or you haven't established that relationship with them, right? It's kind of like you're dating. You want to kind of court the person a little bit first. And then once you feel like you've courted them, then you can bring them on and say, hey, how about a drink? How about we actually go on a date? How about we get a little more serious, right? But imagine somebody dating you and then jumping into the situation and being like, hey, we just met. I want to marry you tomorrow. That's weird, right? So you got to think about that as you're going through your customer journey. You got to date them. You got to court them. You got to woo them. You got to make them feel special, that whole thing. And then you can say, hey, so how about a drink? How about we go out on a, on a date? And then you can say, oh, wait, how about we get married, right? So that takes time. That takes at least eight to nine interactions before somebody actually wants to purchase from you. If it's a major pain point, they may do it in three to four interactions, but they need those interactions and they need to be incentivized. So you have to warm them up. You can't just expect them to purchase from you right away. So that is my advice for this week. If you guys are interested in doing a call in with us and getting a quick business audit, please hit us up on the gram, commas club. That's our Instagram. Again, that's commas.club and we are happy to help you out.